0: Welcome to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. My name is Stuart Pedley-Smith, Head of Learning at Kaplan UK. In this series, you're going to hear from both students and experts as we take a look at a range of topics related to personal and career success in the world of accountancy and finance. My guest today is Alex Swift, a qualified accountant who would not perhaps have predicted where his career would take him when he left university in Durham with a language degree back in 2011. He's currently working for a financial services company, but perhaps what's of most interest is that Alex now lives and works in Bogota, Colombia, over 5,000 miles away from the UK. Alex, thanks for joining me on the Kaplan Learn Better podcast.
1: Hi, nice, sir. Morning. Thanks for having me on.
0: So when you look out of your window, and I have no idea what time it is there, so it, it might be dark or whatever, but it, if, if you look out your window, what can you see? What's what's the general landscape?
1: Oh, you mean very literally? Yeah. T-
0: yeah, not metaphorically, <laughs> not a metaphorical window. This one's a real one. I know I wander into different locations.
1: But yeah, the, the emotional landscape. No, it's, um, it's 8.40, so uh, yeah, we're in the tropics, aren't we? So it's sunset and sunrise are at the same time every day. Five thirty, roughly, five thirty to to six o'clock, and we're yeah it's a it's a it's a big city. It's very de- because of the Andes mountains. We're between two of the ridges, so we're in what's called an altiplano, like a, a a level of flat ground between two of the Andes ridges. So as such, the city can't grow anymore in east or west directions. So it just gets denser and denser. There's there's, there's twelve million of us, and we live in the in the north of the of the city.
0: And if you if you get in a car and drive. Fifteen miles, twenty miles. What would are we still in a city or uh
1: if you go east, you'll be up further into the Andes towards La Calera. And if you go west, you then you then drop down and, and pretty much every five minutes you drive you get a, a degree warmer. So the, the climate here is I think principally that's why Bogota is where it is, is because it's the Spanish have been through the Magdalena River and all kinds of tropic diseases and they got up here to altitude, we're at two thousand 700 meters and there are no mosquitoes there there is no you know Mm. dengue fever or yellow fever so um so but as such it's cool so the weather's between 10 and 20 degrees every day maybe in the uk you you class that as a as a summer's day but it's it it's cool (laughs) here um but if you go west and drive down as you go down into um yeah down the andes mountains every 100 roughly every 100 meters you gain a degree so yeah, you can you could drive an hour and it'll be thirty degrees. So that's what a lot of people do, and that's why the traffic's so terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let me take you back. You've just come out of university. You had an internship for KPMG, uh, and you decided to train with them. But what were the key drivers at that stage?
1: I'd always had a, a passing interest in in business and in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship and the world of the world of finance. There was um, just pu- through pure um, chance. I was working at a, a textile mill in in, in East Manchester as a, a summer job, which uh, went into liquidation. So I was able to to buy some some stock and sell that on the on the summer market. So kind of trade and, and finance has always always been of, of passing interest at a very low level, and and I was keen to to learn more. So as you rightly say, I uh, applied for a, an internship at KPMG, that then led into, into the full graduate graduate job on uh, on graduation. From, uh, from Durham in uh, studying modern modern languages yeah
0: languages to finance that doesn't seem uh, a natural so we get the entrepreneurial <laughs> bit but the, the languages part
1: sure yeah I mean I studied languages because that's what I enjoyed I suppose that's that's the message I was I was good at languages and and enjoyed them and just kind of kind of pursued that and, and, and got my degree and that, that was really the prerequisite for joining the the firm it was just get a uh, you know a good degree from a good university so that was that was that really
0: okay so it's 2015 you've you've now qualified this is this is also a key point you met your girlfriend
1: that's right yeah um maria Jimena. her name is uh and that's she was a working... clue isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that'll be a clue as to as to what's to come uh where, where my life led me um she was working in corporate finance so the same department but a different a different team i was in corporate um recovery and she was in corporate corporate finance yeah we met at the christmas party in 20 I need to get this right 2014
0: <laughs> yeah she'll she'll be listening and then <laughs> no, just talk right. us through the bit then after that then because obviously you, you hadn't qualified then and you you stayed in the uk what what was the point where you get to that well i'm going to i'm going to get on the plane and and i'm going to go to a completely different country
1: so the, the uh, unfortunately it's a slightly sad story but you know with a happy ending that we'll get to um the the brexit vote so maria unfortunately lost her role at, at kpmg the same month as the as the brexit vote and stuck around for a few months but it was a very difficult environment so just made the decision that she'd come back to colombia and um and i would i would take initially some unpaid leave and try and find some opportunities here in in Colombia in whatever field, whatever sector, whatever, whatever, you know, kind of role with the background that I had in, in finance, you know, I was extremely adaptable having met all the stresses and and strains of, of corporate recovery. Like I I was well, you know, with the ACA behind me, I was very well positioned to, to be flexible and move into a, into a different, different role, different challenge, different market and different country. And I had the languages behind me. So I made the decision that we'd, we try and make it work a few months here and, yeah, and see see what opportunities um,
0: presented themselves. This is what I've called, you know, the next chapter, Columbia. So when you write your book, this this is the chapter. It's 2016. You, you've now moved to a, a foreign land, but and this is the the, the interesting thing about the skill set, isn't it? The unlikely, you know, what use are languages within finance? has suddenly turned into speaking Spanish is a must have been a real asset and like you've already alluded to that the the sort of variety of skills that you'd picked up through KPMG and then working in corporate recovery had given you something to start with I just think it sounds amazing that you know you get and I've traveled quite a bit through business and work and you get off the plane and you you can never feel so much alone as when you get off a plane and you you, you're unfamiliar the currencies doesn't you know, work for you. The languages you've got a head start there, and then you've got to make a life, haven't you, in a brand new country?
1: Yeah, it was it was tough moving moving here to to Colombia. Um, I have to say, the reception from the locals was was exceptionally good and positive. Uh, you know, everything wider that the, the country's been through. You know, if you, if you choose to move here, especially when it's for a Colombian girl, it's quite a uh, you know romanticised. Um, yeah. Vision of why I was moving here, so you know that, that story went down very well. But just just finding work, I had to be you know just go out and meet people and make some contacts and, and networks, and yeah, it, it it was tough, but it's
0: it's uh, it, you know it's, it's worked out well. And were you a curiosity to the Colombians? Did they, or, <laughs> or is there a big expat environment, and therefore it was just yeah another Brit sort of traveling abroad type thing?
1: But there is not a big expat community um we are the expat community comes out with the uh, the major football tournaments normally so i can tell you right. exactly how many we are we're about <laughs> we're about 150 i think in in bogota medellin this is this is maybe an opportune moment to to talk up colombia colombia is a great place for those that um when travel restrictions allow should uh, should come and visit but medellin there's more because it's slightly more accessible city and the weather's nicer etc but no the community isn't isn't big here so yes i was a, a curiosity and uh, fortunately the the group of investors and, and entrepreneurs that i met did have experience of working in the uk so they did have an appreciation yes. of the value of the aca they did know you know the exams if you've been through that process you have to have something about you plus if you want to move out and live here and you speak spanish so that, that kind of combinations of skills was a
0: was a strong was a strong fit right and just just briefly, how did you meet that first group of people to get that job? Because you've alluded that you you were a curiosity, but they knew what you were. I.e., mm-hmm. he's from the UK, he's had a good education, he speaks Spanish, and he's a qualified accountant. What more would you do? You know I mean, in the in the role that you ultimately went into, but mm-hmm. how did you make that contact? You know, because I mean, you know, job agency or you know the traditional route.
1: It was early on, so I moved here in December 2016, and in January, um, so I took a bit of time off and then just put some feelers out to, to meet people, and it was on a an expat group on Facebook. There was um, mm. a Welsh chap posted his email because he was looking for staff for his new startup, which was called Compare Mejor, uh, Compare Better, uh, com, a website. I'm that, glad that, you that translated compare. that. <laughs> yeah, Compare Mejor, yeah, compare, compare better. Um, what it was and became Columbia's biggest comparison site for... They were comparing um, insurance products uh, predominantly. So, yeah, he just posted a link and I, I just met him for a coffee, just, just initially, without any pretense of, of looking for work, just to try and to make a friend. But that quickly became a job interview and I started the, the following Monday.
0: And that lasted, because that didn't last forever, did it, that one? That, that lasted for a while? So, I started in Feb 2017.
1: And the company, the exit was August twenty eighteen. What ended up happening was there was the disbanding of the team, but a couple of the initial founders and I then set up what is now R five. So the, the, the trust and um, faith that that my business partners have put in me and given me the chance to live here and give me the you know all the legal processes that you have to go to uh, go through to get the visa. I wanted to repay that to a degree. So you know there's a high level of trust and understanding between between the team, which is. You know, fantastic. Yeah, but my colleagues here in my team are fantastic people, and I have a, I would say, a much closer relationship with them than I did in the UK. I don't know if that speaks to startup versus big corporate or Columbia versus the UK. I think probably a a combination of the two. But genuinely, you know, it's it's a very much a startup vibe. Like we're all, you know, the average age is twenty seven, and the the office is like got graffiti on it and all that, all that kind of thing. So, um, the the working atmosphere is is lovely. Uh, We talk about. It, the word slightly stronger in Spanish. It's justicia, which in English so justice, which in English would be more like fair. It means more like fairness, really. But try and bring some justicia because they have it. Colombia considers the financial sector and the, and the you know their bankers they're trying to rob me. So try and build some financial products that, that actually offer some benefit and and if we get big enough to really disrupt that for a lot of people.
0: You sort of said that um, there's an element that the people in Colombia don't trust financial organisations and probably for good reason. So it, it might not sound, it's quite, I know it's something that you, you, you're quite thoughtful of, isn't it? This idea that look, if, if, if I could do something along the lines of repositioning the way that people look at finance for good, all right, rather than I can't trust them and I shouldn't put my money in a bank, then it's the starting of all it's a foundation for all economies, isn't it? You yeah, know, Confidence in a currency and confidence in the financial system. So you could argue we've lost it a little bit here in the West. Um, so we've took a bit of a knock. But yeah, if you can have that, it's at the root of economic growth, really. If you don't have trust, you you, you can't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the more stories I hear about the um, anecdotal evidence of, of poor experience with the banking sector, that just lights a fire in me because there's more opportunity for disruption. There's more space for us to, to improve it. Um, you know, I won't bore you with too many anecdotes, but you know, it costs half a percent just to receive money here. The bank will charge you half a percent just to receive money, which that to me, and there is a bit of an outside mindset here that just doesn't feel fair. Why should I be charged to hold my money? They should be paying me, right? Because they're investing that money and they should be paying me interest, but no, there is, there is no interest on, on current accounts, so that doesn't feel fair. We started up a, an insurance product that offers a, a discount to good drivers that didn't exist before. We've given away 10 million dollars in discounts in two years. So that's just money that we've taken from the, the establishment and the insurers into into the hands of the Colombians that that's offered some some good. So yeah it's about trying to really push that that process with more products and, and reach out to more more individuals.
0: My name is Yvette Jordan. I live near Chesterfield in Derbyshire. I'm a second year finance fast streamer in the civil service. I have thought about working in Spain. That's where my son and family lives. He's recently set up his own web design business. He's already encouraging me to be his accountant when I'm fully qualified. My Spanish language skills need improving. Perhaps I'll work on those once I've completed my studies. I know you're very passionate about Colombia um, and I've got to ask you, so have you thought about going back to the UK? And then I must ask about the Everton supporters <laughs> club, which I know has been uh, one of your achievements in life.
1: When I moved here off the plane, that that, that that romantic vision that you painted me getting off the plane, I did think I would only be here for, for six to nine months and, and see if things worked out with Maria um, and you know, get married and then move back to the UK. And that, that was kind of the short-term plan. But, but plans change, so um, I think we will be here probably pro- probably for a while. I've been here for five years now, and, and the business, if it continues to go the way it does, I'll be here for another five or ten. Uh, so th- things are happening that, that make me want to stay here more and more, and, and you referenced the, the Bogota Blues, which is the, the Evertonian supporters club.
0: Which which we should give you credit. You, you set this up, didn't you? You've been modest yeah. here. You set up the Everton supporters club.
1: I did, yeah, I did. It was just another opportunity that fell into my lap, really, that I couldn't not pursue. Um, I set it up in, when I moved here in in twenty sixteen seventeen, just to to maintain contact with the club. Um, I thought maybe they'd give me some free some free shirts or something that I could put on the wall. But um, but then we signed we signed two Colombians and we signed the the Colombian star of James Rodriguez. So Everton went. Our Bogotá Blues club went from having seven fans, which were me, and Maria, and her family, to. Uh, 52 million when, when we signed Hammers. Um, right. So, yeah, that, that keeps me busy at weekends organising events. And I should be on the payroll. I do a couple of interviews a week for various different sports, um, broadcasters or, yeah, publications. And um, we've organised um, online uh, mascots for the for, for a couple of the games. Yeah, but that's been really, really funny, really, that opportunity.
0: And it, it, it strikes me, Alex, there's another one that I have this sort of thing, you know, when, when people plan careers people say well i would like my child i would like a career path that that goes in that direction but but steve jobs famously talks about sort of you can only join dots backwards and you see you look at the end point and then you go backwards with this and you sort of go well look where alex is now how did he get there Mm -hmm. that may or may not be the easiest or hardest route to get there it was just your it was your dots and as you're talking about the the everton sort of relationship, it, it strikes me that there might be something there. There in five years, because we'll have to do this interview again in five years' time. In five years' time, you might be saying, well, who did I think, you know, that I'd be flown back to the UK as a special guest at the Everton Football Club, um, given a lifetime membership? You know, it wasn't necessarily planned, but it's driven by a sense of curiosity, I suppose, and, and, a, and a bit of look and a bit of passion.
1: That's right. Yeah, I think we actually reflected recently because uh, we're, we're in a a stage of high growth and we're you know, trying to hire. Well, the, the team will be doubling in size over the next six months. And, and we try to identify kind of common factors amongst those in, in the team that, that tend to succeed. And, and curiosity is number one. People that okay. don't accept the, the status quo, they're kind of curious for change. Um, yeah, curiosity, I would say, is the number one value for for what we're seeing in our team for, for a successful career path.
0: Right, Alex, look, is he's, he's, us uh, move towards some of my last questions. What advice would you give to others looking for a bit of an adventure? I'm not sure you were looking, but let's put it this way. When it came your way, you certainly didn't shy away from it. About your know, career in finance. Yeah, well, we all know that that will be relatively staid and ordinary and, and, and it's very predictable. Yours has not been. What advice would you give?
1: So we've already talked about being open to opportunity. I think that's important. You know, it, I mean, my experience is just being open to opportunity, I, p- pursuing it maybe to a degree, but just just being open if it presents itself. Um, be, being open to that, and, and the other point is, is around the, is the why. Like really questioning why why you're doing it. Because if you if you find your why and your kind of personal value structure is, is aligned to that, you you'll be more motivated. We talked previously about no, no passion, no point. If you, if you really put your passion into it, you will not consider it as a, you know, a burden and work, it'll just be something that you're passionate about and you're driving forward and you, and you love to do. It. And that will normally lead to, to a success. So it takes some time to consider not just what you're doing, but why you're doing it. That's normally when people are more successful and motivated, they're kind of um, pushed on by a higher motivation, not just to make money each month, but actually making a difference and questioning why, why, why am I doing this?
0: Hi, my name's Neve Houlihan and I'm a project financial controller based in Derbyshire. I have thought about moving abroad to work in accounting. I think that was one of the things that attracted me to it. It is the same everywhere. Um, Yes, there might be some slight variations, but numbers are numbers and you always get to an answer, which is (laughs) very, very attractive to me. Um, I like knowing that there, there is always a solution to it. Um, and I think that, again, is one of the things that attracted to me, me to the SEMA qualification was that it is a, a globally recognised qualification and therefore I can move wherever I want in the world um, to, to do that and be recognised for that. I'm going to try and do the most difficult part of this, Alex. I'm just going to try and summarise a little bit of what you've said so to me, it's a pretty extraordinary journey, and and look, you you're young, it's it's really only just started, but what it shows is that an accounting qualification can be a stepping stone to to whatever you want it to be. The skills that you've learned along the way have worked well for you, and I suppose your only limitation to a certain extent is your imagination and drive, passion. You've used the word, and probably the bit. There is equally quite important, which is a big dollop of good luck and good fortune, as little mm-hmm. things that you don't plan kind of fall into place as you go along.
1: Would that be? Absolutely, fair? yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, looking back and connecting the dots in reverse, as you say, just by being open to the opportunity. If it's not, if it's not this one, it's the next one, and being uh, resilient in that space is 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 what you need. And it starts to make the story makes sense in in reverse. So yeah, we 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 have had luck. I have been open to the opportunity and the, undoubtedly the ACA and the financial background has has put me in the position to pursue those those openings.
0: Alex, you've talked through a lot of things. Is, is there anything that you follow apart from Everton Football Club, which must be a real inspiration for you? But is there any any books or websites? Um
1: lots of podcasts. I listen to lots of okay. um consumer finance, especially. I'm I'm passionate about the uh, lots of consumer finance podcasts. And yeah, books. Um again with with the management team, it's normally comes through them, recommendations. So I would recommend as a, a basic kind of, yeah, d- obligatory reading for anyone that's interested in the world of finance would be um, Principles by, by Ray Dalio, one of the world's best ever um, fund investors. And recently I was recommended uh, some books by Peter Thiel, uh, Zero to One, around um, product development. And Simon Senek as well. We like the Simon Senek books. Uh, Find Your Why or Start With Why, I think is yeah, yeah, yeah. His book's more around um, yeah finding your purpose that we, we touched on before.
0: Alex, that's brilliant. Look, um, it's fascinating. You're just at the start of your career in many ways. But, Alex, thanks for joining me on the Kaplan Learn Better podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Really enjoyed chatting. I just wanted to take a moment, Stuart, it if, it, if it fits in, just to say thanks to Kaplan. I, I, I promise I haven't been paid to say this, but, um, you know, the ACA is a difficult qualification, it's a challenge and I had my own setbacks, but the Kaplan team were super dedicated, very professional and, and really helped me through it. I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't have passed without the dedication of, of a few of your, of your lecturers in particular. So I just wanted to say thanks for, for, for
0: Kaplan. Brilliant. We like that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on social at Kaplan UK and let us know what you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes.